I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs> thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you in September. We've made it, Seth. September. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, man? Oh, not much, John. Happy to be here. Good to hear your voice as usual. Feels weird that we're in September, yet here we are. It's insane that we're in September and we're still um, under quarantine. Oh, well, I wasn't even looking at it from that perspective, but yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, it seems like it's been an extremely long year, but also an extremely fast year to me personally. Like, it seems like 10 years ago that Kobe Bryant died. Football, just, uh, what, eight days away now? Yes. The NFL will be playing next Thursday, which seems crazy. It does seem crazy, but uh, welcome. It's very welcome. It's very welcome. It's very, very welcomed, which reminds me I still need to cancel my flight to Oklahoma City or try to reschedule it. Yes. I feel like they're going to give me friction with that now that I've waited so long. Yeah, they might. Looks like I might just be hanging out in Oklahoma City and Denver. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know much about Oklahoma City. There was a bomb that went off there once. Yeah, there was a bomb. Tim Tim McVeigh, he did his thing. Um, he did do his thing. Billy Donovan is currently, Billy Donovan and Chris Paul currently doing their thing there. By the time I get there next week, though, if they lose tonight... Very possible Billy Donovan will not be doing his thing there. Yeah, so are they really... Why won't they re-sign him? Eh, it kind of sucks. I thought he was good. He's fine. I mean, I don't even know if he's fine. He's never won a playoff series. I feel like he has to win a playoff series. Okay. I just... I I had seen... Billy Donovan is not the reason they were good this year. Oh, it was Chris Paul. Okay. Okay. I knew he got some votes for Coach of the Year. Well, I think they just do that for every team that overachieves, and they overachieve the most. Yeah. But it's still pretty telling that they overachieve so much. Like, they were supposed to be, like, 14th in the West. And, like, the fact he got them to the four seed and he still didn't win Coach of the Year makes me kind of see what people think of him. Yeah. Um, but either way, he might be uh, he might not be doing his thing in Oklahoma City if they lose tonight. However, I do not, th- I do not think they lose tonight. I think Chris Paul gets it done. Yeah, he, Chris Paul still has it. Obviously, is there a chance anybody would like make a trade for next year to have him? Like, if they needed a point guard, he's obviously still extremely good. I would say it's very possible. Uh, I thought somebody should have done it before the year. Like, I thought, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, they're okay, but the team that was supposed to do it was Miami. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. And I do think it would look really cool if Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler were in Miami together right now. But Miami didn't, Miami didn't want to pull the trigger because they want to have complete 
a completely clear salary cap pretty much in next, not this upcoming summer, but the summer after that. For Giannis? And Chris Paul's contract would have been too long. Yeah, they want to they wanna, they wanna try to steal Giannis or somebody away in two years. So they didn't take Chris Paul in because of that. Although that, that would be pretty fun to watch them. I think he'd fit in really well with that Miami team, who's a lot of fun to watch. I'm looking forward to recording this podcast and then watching the Heat try to go up 2-0. For somebody who says he didn't like the NBA, you sure do ask a lot of questions about it. I still keep up. I've watched. Um, I watched. I actually was watching live when uh, Luka Doncic hit the step back three to uh, win the game against the Rockets, and then I, I watched. Is the, he your favorite? Is he your favorite NBA player? Uh, no, Tony Snell. But, and I did watch the end of the game six of the Rockets Rockets Thunder uh, two nights ago, I guess. Monday night, Sunday night. Yeah, two nights ago. Two nights ago. I did watch the end of that game. Those are the two games that I've watched. Um, and then I was keeping up with everyone, just like putting Paul George six feet under the ground and just shitting on him nonstop. But I guess he's kind of he's kind of told the haters to shut up recently. I guess maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I know Chris Paul's kind of a little bitch, and he hits people in the dick sometimes. And I didn't like him when he was at the Clippers, but I'm rooting for Chris Paul to tell the haters to eat shit. Most importantly, to tell James Harden to eat shit. So you don't like James Harden? Uh, you know, I've tried to root for the Rockets for a while. You know, I kept waiting for them to beat the Warriors. I, I still think they would have beaten the Warriors two years ago had Chris Paul not gotten hurt and had the Rockets not missed 23 straight three-pointers in Game 7. But I'm just sick of James Harden's shit, bro. I'm just sick how he, you know, you, I don't know, you, you saw, you said you watched it. Like, he didn't even want to touch the ball the last two minutes of that game. He kept letting Russell just run around with it. Yeah, I didn't watch that closely, so I didn't know that. Oh, well, he didn't touch the ball the last two minutes. He wanted Russell to do it. Interesting. And I'm just over it. And then after the game, Chris Paul's like, some guys are built for the fourth quarter, some aren't. So that's to me, it sounded like... I mean, it sounded like shots fired to me. The main thing I saw from that game was Chris Paul slapping, uh, I guess, Robert Covington on the ass. After hitting two threes in his face? That one he hit right before he slapped him in the ass. That was a pretty sick three. I mean, that's a pretty sick shot. I feel like if he didn't already have one technical, they would have given, given him a technical for that. Yeah. Imagine if he would have gotten tossed out of a tie game with three minutes that left for doing that. That wasn't that bad. He shouldn't get a technical for that ever. That is the definition of taunting. If you hit two threes on me in a row and then smack me in the ass, like I'm taking that as the ultimate sign of disrespect. It's just gamesmanship. It's not gamesmanship. It's you smacking me on the ass after busting my ass. It was funny. It was funny. Both metaphorically and literally. When, when he did it, I, I even I was kind of like, oh, shit. No. Like, I don't know if him and Covington are boys, but I can't imagine it would have gone the same if he had smacked James Hart on the ass for that. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that, like, they're as close of boys now as they were. I mean, Covington's got to be, at the at the least, very annoyed uh, just to been shown up like that on national TV. Again, after he put two daggers right in your heart. Mm-hmm. Which, that's been the Thunder's MO. They've been very clutch all year. They, they have the, uh, by far, the best net rating. Do you know what net rating is? It's kind of like, like, is it like a better version of plus minus or something? I don't know. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You take, you take. Uh, so like the offensive rating is like per hundred possessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what per is. Yeah. How many, how many points you score per hundred possessions, and then you have your defensive rating. How many points you give up a hundred possessions? They were like eight points better than anybody else in the league during clutch time. 
They and that was like eight points better than like the Bucks. They were like plus a, I think it was like plus thirty eight or plus thirty four. Something ridiculous there. They just beat the hell out of people when the games are close. And they've done that the three games so far this series. They've gotten blown out and lost three, but they have won the close ones. And I think if tonight's close, uh, the the Thunder will pull it out. They just will. That's what I think. Is it the end of D'Antoni if they lose? Yeah, I think it's the end of D'Antoni no matter what. The thing that will be interesting is if it's going to be the end of Daryl Morey as well, their GM. Is James Harden, is he going to leave? Well, if they get rid of D'Antoni and Morey, maybe he asked for a trade. I don't know. Maybe they just blow it up. But, you know, remember, Daryl Morey had that whole uh, Hong Kong thing. They've been waiting to fire his ass. So if they get knocked out in the first round, they've pretty much already said D'Antoni's not coming back. So I would imagine they'll show Daryl Morey the door as well. Well, there was a, you know, I was talking NBA, 10 minutes of NBA talk right off the jump from Seth Hughes, who claims to not like the NBA. That's pretty good for me. That's pretty good for me. You did good. Do you see dumbass Marcus Smart hit all those threes last night? No. I don't watch the Celtics, dude. Come on. Have some dignity about yourself. You asked me if I watched the Celtics? I mean, I got to be honest. Would you just put the Glock in my mouth and pull the trigger? I would have thought that that would probably be one of your favorite teams. Why? Why? Nobody likes the Celtics. I went back and forth. I didn't know if it was going to be the Celtics or the uh, the Mavericks or maybe like the Jazz. No, I did not watch a single Jazz game the whole year. I watched the, the fourth quarter and overtime, I guess, of that Luka Doncic game with the Mavericks. And I don't know that I've watched a single Celtics game. No. Why would I ever watch the Utah Jazz? It never matters. Like, I don't care if the Utah Jazz were the number one seed in the West. They're not going to win anything. Why would you be a fan of them? Well, that is uh, 100% accurate. And they are like they are like the Kentucky of uh, of football. And the Celtics, nobody likes the Celtics, or, dude. The Kentucky football of the, of basketball, I guess. The, nobody likes the Celtics, dude. Nobody. There's a lot of people like the Celtics, unfortunately. Yeah, well, a lot of them are gay, like Hank. So, uh, what do we take from this week of college football so far? I guess. We got what? Uh, the big news of the day, Jamie Newman opting out. Is that big news, Jamie Newman? Yeah, Jamie I think Newman so. I think, I, think it is, I think it's huge news. I think that, uh, I mean, at the let's say JT Daniels was going to beat out Jamie Newman, which I don't know that he was. All I know is like, I mean, I don't know anything about Georgia football because I have dignity and some pride about myself. But I do know what Bruce Feldman said, that he had had a very good fall camp. He had been, had a very, very good fall camp, which, I mean, take that with, like, it's Jamie Newman, guys. He wasn't ever going to be that good. We've talked about it. But, so it doesn't sound like JT Daniels was going to, like, for sure beat him out. I don't know. But at the very least, Georgia is, like, a torn ACL away from playing who at quarterback? I mean, the guy named Stetson, Carson Beck. I, I don't know. I don't know who would play quarterback next. So at the very least, like, it's a huge blow to depth if something were to happen to JT Daniels. If JT Daniels were to contract COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, that's important. I didn't think about the COVID that's aspect. A, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. So, like, forget about him even getting injured. He could very, very likely, he could get COVID-19, and then what happens? Like, they have to, that's two weeks he doesn't play. Do you know who won't be affected by that concern? Me. The Tennessee Volunteers. We have four quarterbacks. We do have four quarterbacks. Yeah. Put any of them in. I don't think it'll be that much different. 
Yeah. Put them in and hope that we can get to 21 points. That's how we're going to have to win all of our games. <laughs> Who can get us to 24 points? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, so Germ's going to hold most teams to 21. Can, can we get to 24? Defense is going to be pretty damn good, I think. Defense is going to be pretty damn good. I have some questions about who's going to get to the quarterback, but I think defense is going to be pretty damn stout. I think they're going to be pretty stout. But yeah, Jamie Newman opting out, and it seemed like it was like it came about in the last 48 hours. Like he just kind of went through fall camp for like, how long has fall camp been going on now? A couple weeks A couple at least, weeks, right? And he'd been doing really well, and then he just up and decided, you know what? I'm out. So. Very odd. I haven't seen anyone say that like JT Daniels was beating him out. Nah, everything I've seen says Jamie Newman was ahead, and that like Daniels hasn't even been fully cleared. Okay, that's what I've seen. Although I do think I, I do think it's smart for Jamie Newman because you know everyone had him pegged as a first round exactly, pick. Exactly, and if he had gotten beat out by JT Daniels, then that's done. So, or if he played and sucked, that's dumb. So. You know, he's doing the Cardell Jones without having to actually go and win a national championship. He he is doing what Cardell Jones should have done. So why has JT Daniels not been cleared? Is it like a Harrison Bailey thing where he's still in, like, quarantine or what? I thought it was his knee. I don't know. I, I thought they were still, like, he hadn't, hadn't – I guess when he hadn't gotten cleared, it was, like, cleared for full contact the last I saw. Which, I mean, he's still got a month to get ready. So, I mean, I, I would imagine – I would imagine he's going to get cleared. I would imagine, but – you still don't know how that knee's going to yep. you know, react to okay. getting hit. So apparently he has um, he, he has scrimmaged. So um, he's scrimmaged, but he's not cleared for contact. So okie dokie. I guess they're just taking uh, being very precautious with him. Yeah, I mean. Or very cautious. Is it precautious? I know you can be precautionary, but can you be precautious with someone or are you just being cautious? Can you be precautious or are you just being cautious? I think you're just being cautious. But I'm checking. I'm checking. Can, Precautious take, is an adjective that means being careful. You can. You're right. Correct. It's very similar to whew, cautious. You're correct. Whew, got nervous there. Yeah. So I don't think I don't there. think it's because. Um, chalk one up for me. Yep. Chalk one up. You were correct. I do not think it's because JT Daniels had beat him out, which um, is good news for Tennessee. That's good news for Tennessee. I like the idea of the backup. I do think that's important. I hadn't thought about that, but I do like that angle you just took there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. it seems like there's – let's just say this year more than any other year is there a good chance that Georgia has to play a backup quarterback for yeah. a prolonged period of time, and that's true for every team. But, like you said, Tennessee's got four guys. We also have Jimmy Holiday, who played quarterback for his high school football team last year. So we really have five guys, and they're all throwing to Big Seth Tillman. So, and I'm sure we can get Kasim Hill back if we need him. I forgot about Big Kasim Hill. Whatever happened to him? He said he was transferred. Oh, he transferred. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know if he found a new home or not, though. Yeah. I saw, I'm sure we can tell him to come back. I saw Auburn's leading rusher for the last two years transferred to Western Illinois today. Oof. Go figure that one. Well, Auburn's had a shit ton of COVID cases. Maybe he's like, We're, I'm out of here. Which I don't know if you read that. There was a piece uh, in The Athletic. I don't know if you saw anything about it with Ed Orsron. Have you seen what's going on at LSU? Well... Now this, but for the record, Whitlow announced he was transferring a long time ago. It just everybody was kind of like, uh, "Why has he not picked the team?" Because like last week, I had looked it up and he hadn't announced anywhere where he's going. But he's like transferred in spring, and then he finally came out and said Western Illinois today. But I've seen that Jamar Chase has opted out. The defensive tackle has opted out. Um, you know, we're going to end up wishing that we had played LSU this year. 
I know. I kind of wanted to play them anyways. I wa- you know, I really wanted the LSU Ole Miss setup because obviously, L- I mean, Ole Miss was the reward there, but I didn't think LSU was terrifying. I wanted LSU, and I, I wanted them early, preferably, but, like, they've lost, you know, 15 starters. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, I would rather play LSU than Ole Miss. I mean, than, than A&M and Auburn right now. And I don't know if you read, like, uh, there's, like, a mutiny going on at LSU right now. There is. Yeah, like, that. they went and marched on Friday. Okay. But didn't tell Ed O, and he found out by going to the locker room and for a practice. And nobody was there. And, like, and like only five people were there. And then he tried to figure out what was going on, and then they called him and was like, hey, you need to come to the president. They were marching to, like, LSU's president. And then basically got there and was like, Ed, you need to come here. We need to talk to you. They were basically marching kind of against Ed Orgeron. So why are they mad at Ed? Because Ed's mentality, well, he's, he's had a couple political things, which, I mean, he went on Fox News or something how he loves President Trump. Okay. Which I can't imagine that went over well. But he's also done things with, like, the, the governor who's the Democrat. So, like, I, I feel like he's somewhat bipartisan about it. He's trying to get, like, the governor reelected. Yeah, but you have to understand that liberals hate that governor. Sure, sure. Because I mean, I, I don't fully he, understand he's, he's that, Catholic. but yeah. He's Catholic is why they hate him. Okay. He, he's... I didn't, know, I didn't know if it was like, hey, you're friends with the governor and you're not helping us do anything. No, he's to try to like the last of a dying, dead breed of anti-abortion Democrats. If I, okay. His last name's Kennedy, right? His last name's Kennedy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's why... Joe something Kennedy. No, I don't know if that's right. I don't know if he is a Kennedy, actually. No, it's Edwards. It's Edwards. It's John Bell Edwards. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, John Bell Edwards. Yeah, so I think he's the guy that... Yeah, he's anti-abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, well, plus, like, I guess Ed Orgeron's been running around and, like, duh, his mentality in the locker room's been, like, block out the noise. Okay. Which I guess if you are a player, you don't want to block out the noise. Like, you have all these other teams trying to, like, make changes, and he's just keeping his head down and saying, like, let's go to work and ignore everything. So there's, like, a full kind of mutiny going on at LSU right so now. So basically what you're saying is, like, absolutely none of it has to do with the disgusting stuff about um, – the running back that was with the Redskins. Yeah, none of that. None of that. At least that wasn't mentioned. I, I, don't, I don't think that has Which anything to do with it. Which is just horrific what, what these women alleged and what that ex-player alleged. Yeah, both of that, both of those were uh, pretty bad, and I guess I haven't even really thought about that since that day. So, like, none of them, like, none of this stuff about him is about that, which is mind-blowing to me. But they're mad about him and the governor, but they're not mad. Like, I mean, he told one of his own players not to worry, bro. Women cheat on everyone nowadays. He denies saying that. He just said, hey, I understand girl problems. You don't want to throw your future away because a girl cheated on you. But yeah, the uh, player saying basically, hey, man, don't worry. Bitches be hoes. Yeah, they all do that nowadays. Basically. So, okay, I was curious if any of it had to do with Darius Geis is his name. If any of it had to do with Geis, but no. Okay, they're mad. Which is funny because I'm pretty sure Denton Edwards running like cheat on his wife. I don't know why they got got divorced. I don't know why they got divorced. Um, maybe I should. Maybe I was reckless there. Maybe that's not why. But either way. Yeah, but instead, they're. I guess they're mad about the governor. Okay. M- meanwhile, Big Germ holding it down. Yeah. Big Germ's got a high approval rating. Yeah. Love Big Germ. Yeah, yeah. Saban seems uh, to have a high approval rating. Ugh, a high approval rating too. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, if Nick Saban, like, who is the ultimate? I don't want to call him the ultimate football guy because you know Edwards Ron might have him beat there but like Nick Saban eats sleeps and breathes football right like he but he understands like hey I gotta even if Nick Saban believes what he's marching for Nick Saban's smart enough to know that like he can't be against it like same thing as Jeremy Pruitt like I I think Jeremy Pruitt I I think Nick Saban are down 
But either way, they know that, like, hey, we're responsible for taking care of a lot of black people. So maybe, like, while we have black people across the country calling for equality, we don't bury our head in the sand and tell people to block out the, quote, noise. Just seems like it would be smart just from a relationship standpoint at the very least, whether or not you believe it. It doesn't seem like that was a very smart thing for Ed Orgeron to say. It does not. And now we are looking at a potential mutiny in Baton Rouge. What's the latest here in Tennessee? Have we got anything? You read all those practice reports. You keep uh, staying pretty plugged in. I listen to the VolQuest podcast is what I've been doing lately. That's about it. I haven't read any of the practice reports because people were talking about how good Harrison Bailey had looked, and I was like, what? So I had to go back and read some. So apparently Harrison Bailey had a really good first week. Okay. Um, there's that. Uh, Shout out to Harrison. We didn't – so – this was like two days. Our last podcast was what, two weeks ago, 13 days ago. And like immediately after we did our last podcast, JJ Peterson got moved to outside linebacker. Jar Jar lives. So they basically, they had to bring Jeremy Banks back for that alone. Or we were going to go in with two, two middle linebackers. So JJ Peterson got a position change. Harrison Bailey had a really good first week of practice. I guess JT Stroud is still looking like the backup. To me, that's the most interesting thing is who's going to be the backup quarterback. Um, really, that is the most interesting thing to me, period, about the offense. Because I think our offensive line is still really good with or without Cade Mays because I think K. Ron Calvert is really good. And I would not be surprised if K. Ron Calvert is our starting right tackle and Darnell Wright is at right guard if Cade Mays is not eligible. I think Calvert is very good. I, he was very good in the bowl game. I think he's just as good at right tackle as Darnell Wright. Or he was last year, at least. I mean, Wright probably has more talent. But I think Calvert's really good. PCO. So, I guess the one big offensive line, the really like notable thing on the offensive line, is that Jameer Johnson has had a really good fall camp, which, shout out to Jameer, I totally forgot about him. Um, but big boy season. He, Put is, on some he is actually above 300 pounds as opposed to being 270, which seems ideal if you're going to play offensive line in the SEC. And I guess it's pushing Wanya Morris a little bit, but they can say that kind of thing. Like I, it's uh, Wanya Morris is going to be starting left tackle. Okay, he's going to be starting left tackle at Tennessee until he goes to the NFL or he graduates. He's going to be starting that left tackle until he leaves. Period. I mean, uh, Wanya Morris. Might be a lot better this year, but, I mean, uh, you know, good for Jameer, though. Maybe he has a good year. Um, but, yeah, still awaiting Cade Mays. No big deal. They've got uh, 24 days. People feel, people feel good about that, though, right? They yeah, still yeah. Feel good about yeah, Cade's. yeah, I mean, uh, the last podcast that I listened to, which was Friday, Hub said he still thought that – there really wasn't a way that Cade Mays wouldn't get eligible, that he still thought at the end of the day the NCAA was not going to bar a kid from playing during this pandemic when they're going to change the rule. So Gregory Isaacs, the prominent Knoxville lawyer, has taken it over. So people still feel good about it. I don't – man, I – it just seems like the longer it goes on, man, how can you have any – how can you feel good about it the longer it goes on? So I don't know. I don't have confidence. I hope it works out. I don't either. Yeah, I, I, I think that Tennessee fans should 
mentally prepare themselves for a right side of the offensive line that is Carvin, Calvert, and Wright. And Seth Hughes is saying that's okay. And I think they'll still be very good. Do you know what? Because they're very good football players. And? And I don't know. And what? And there's someone there. The Calvary might be getting back. I mean, you might have some backup over there. What? There's a there's a particular name that apparently is going to be cleared to go and be able to help out sides of the offensive line. Somebody else. Fan of the podcast. Cleared? Oh, Austin Poe. Austin Poe. Yeah, so I was I was thinking offensive line. I was racking my brain for another offensive line, and I'm like, I am completely out of it. If there's another offensive line, I mean, I've forgotten about. But yeah, Austin Pope, I expect him to play. I actually have, I will say this, I have much more confidence in Austin Pope lacing up his cleats under the lights Saturday night, September 26th in beautiful Williams-Brice Stadium than I do Cade Mays. That's my prediction. Austin Pope plays. So the, the right side of the offensive line will be fine, regardless. Yeah, they'll have him. Yeah, that's a good point, too. That's a good point. So, I mean, whoever whoever has to play, they will be bolstered by the fact that we literally have the, the nation's best blocking tight end. Going around the corner, just looking for somebody to put in a coffin. Some people are scared of COVID. Some people are scared to play. We got guys who are risking death and risking uh, broken backs. I mean, I can't. it can't be good to play on a broken back. Risking... Paralysis? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Whatever it is, it can't be good. To try to come and lead the Vols to seven wins. Minimum. Seven minimum wins. Minimum seven wins, yeah. Where are you at right now? Seven? Six? Five? I'm, I'm at six and four right now. Eight? I'm at six and six four. And four. I'm at six and four? But I, I can be talked to seven and three. Give me about two weeks. Okay, we'll check back in in two weeks. Give me about two weeks and a positive JT Daniels COVID-19 test. Or a positive Bo Nix COVID-19 test. Would have been nice to get to play LSU. It would have been. Because it, it does appear, like after listening to you talk, I mean, the, the track, the train might already be off the tracks, but it's definitely, at least, it's a little wobbly right now, and they could totally veer off the tracks here soon, it sounds like. It is wild, and you do wonder, like, how that season's going to go. They're up, they've lost so much talent. Yeah. Now they don't even really, they might not even like Coach O anymore? I mean, is he like on a Gene Chizik type trajectory? I don't think he'll get fired this year because I don't think anybody will get fired this year. I mean, I think like maybe Derek Mason will leave. Um, yeah, maybe Derek Mason's like, hey, 0-10, I'll just do the right thing. Yeah, I'll resign. But I don't think, so I don't think anybody will leave, but I, it seems as if he might possibly be on a Gene Chizik type trajectory. If they go three, or if, they, if they go five and five, I would say he's going to have a lot of press for him next year, especially if like all of a sudden you realize, oh, wait, Joe Brady and Joe Burrow were just really, really good. Yeah, because no matter what, and it's like as unfair affair as it is, like everyone still has questions about Ron. Sure. What surprised me is that I've always thought of him as a player's coach, and now like the players are mad. Yeah. So now what? Either way. All right, you got any uh, other Tennessee thoughts before we get to patron questions? Uh, No, I don't. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Shout out to the new patrons, patreon.com slash reedsranch. I think we still got a couple spots actually tomorrow in basketball. If anybody wants to play some basketball, last I checked, we had three spots. I don't know if that's still accurate, but I think it is. Uh, we had a nice weekend throwing axes. 
where we got? Uh, I don't know if we got any tailgates coming up because we're not going to be able to COVID. Uh, fantasy football. We got a couple spots in a $50 fantasy football league. Um, and then, yeah, access to the Discord where I guess at the end of the month we're going to have some game threads, baby. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Shout out to the – we got two new patrons. New $2 patron, Ryan Cutshaw. Shout out to Ryan. We love you and appreciate you, my man. New $2 patron, Mike Pittner. Shout out to Mike. We love you and appreciate you as well. Matt Warren edited his pledge from 5 to 10. Shout out to Matt. OG Matt, we love you and appreciate you. KWeb23 edited his pledge. I assume it's a he. Uh, from $5 to $10. If he is a woman, I apologize. Cade or K? Just K. K.Web. Oh, shout out to K.Web. We love you and appreciate you. And my teammate in, uh, in the basketball league, Ryan Shannon, upped his pledge from $2 to $10. Thank you, Ryan, my brother. We love you and we appreciate you. All right, let's get to some questions. What have you seen so far? Um, well, I have one for you that I had thought about. I thought would be a good. Question. Okay, let's get to let's get to this one first. I'll, I'll scroll and try to find some good ones. Uh, how many games would Arkansas have to win for Sam Pittman to be SEC Coach of the Year? <laughs> I, I mean, and realistically, that. if he wins three, if he wins three, do you think they will give it to him? So if I, they give I, it, if he, if I they give it to doubts. him for three and se- that feels really disrespectful. Exactly. To Arkansas and just like Sam Pittman in general, yeah. like hey, like the expectations are low for you. He can't go up there and accept you. that. He can't go up there and accept that, right? <laughs> I mean, he can't. Like, so I, I think I he would. should get it. I would if I was him. He should get it for three and seven. I think an argument could be made for two and ten, but for sure at three, I mean two and eight, for sure at three and seven, he should win it. But they they, they won't give that to him, right? I mean, there's no. I way. mean, same as Derek Mason, if he got, if he wills Vanderbilt to three wins, I feel like he should get it too. I just like I. The East is easier. I get that, but still, like I think both those teams are staring zero and ten down the barrel. Yeah, yeah. I think four and six. You have to give it to one or the other. It's well, a, it, four and six. Pittman. I feel like Pittman would be okay accepting it at four and yeah, six because hell, they only, they didn't win four games last year. Yeah, I think four and six. It would not be a slap in the face to go and accept that. It blows my mind that Vandy is supposed to be worse than Auburn. It's crazy. you mean uh, Arkansas? Arkansas, yes. It's crazy to me that Vanderbilt. Is supposed to be worse than Arkansas. Like, how did that happen overnight, Derek Mason? I'm pretty sure I saw an over/under for their win total at one for Vanderbilt, and like the juice was on under. <laughs> to win that bet, they have to win zero games. Oh, but people are like, "Yep, there's no way they're getting a two. Let's take a free roll. They go winless." Hysterical. So, yeah, that was my question. I've thought about that a lot over the last few weeks um, because during quarantine, a man has ample time to think, and I just don't think you can give it to him at 3-7 and seven because it's too much of a slap in the face. And you spend your time thinking about Sam Pittman. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. That, that video is just – it's just um, – <laughs> Yes, sir. It's just, you know, I mean, it's embedded into my brain. Sam Pittman may be uh, going to be helped responsible for uh getting cave maze cleared maybe really well i mean i don't know i, mean, I feel like him leaving georgia has to help at least somewhat that's right true. that's true that's true i mean maybe not i guess uh bob asked is ed woodard letting get another manager down during the transfer window to bob i would say i mean i feel like you should be used to it if you are a man united fan i feel like man united for as long as i've kept up with soccer has been pretty shitty they're obviously uh, second fiddle in their own town. Like you have Man City out here getting shit done. I don't know if you saw Seth, but they're about to go get messy. 
they're obviously putting their uh, their money where their desires are, and that's winning. Whereas Man United is just comfortable being a second fiddle in their own city and a, a team that struggles to you know get in the top four of the table in the Premier League. It's really embarrassing because like I know Man City is like one of those popular teams that all the all the soccer blokes uh, bandwagon from an early age, you know, like in the late '90s and early 2000s. But I feel like there hasn't been a lot of payoff there for those blokes. So yes, Ed Woodard is going to let another manager down, but you should be uh, used to it by now because Man United are losers. I mean, really, if you root for either of the teams in Manchester, you're a you're bandwagon cook. You're a bandwagon cook. And I know Jonah Witz is my brother. He's been a patron since day one, and he's going to certainly listen to this podcast. He's a big Manchester United fan. It, look, I call it like I see it. You picked the most prestigious Premier League team of all time to root for, okay? It's like Hank being – like not Hank. Um, it's like Tennessee living in living in Minnesota or North Dakota, wherever he lives. He's from Tennessee, but he just roots randomly for the Celtics who have like a ton of NBA titles. Like, I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Have some respect. Root for Stoke City. Root for Newcastle. Stoke City. I've never heard of Stoke City. Uh, root for Swansea. I would say root for the Wolves. Uh, come on, Seth. Let me ask a question, though. Yeah. You consider yourself a big Cardinals fan. Oh, yeah. It's 100% bandwagon, yeah. Okay, so you own up to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only like the Cardinals because my best friend, who is named Luke, likes them. Oh, okay. That's the I thought it was your dad. No, I, no. I my dad, dad watches the dad. Braves every night. I've hated the Braves my whole life. Because I had to watch them, they were always on TV growing up. And they would always win the division. And every year they'd win the division. You'd know they weren't going to win the World Series. It got annoying. It got annoying. Except that one time. They did the one time. Yeah, that one time. It does seem crazy that you could have three like Hall of Fame pitchers and only win one How World do you only Series? win one that, World that seems, Series? And Andrew that seems Jones, absurd. Gary Sheffield, David Justice. You had all these dudes. Walt don't forget, twice. Don't forget Chipper. They, oh, yeah. They had the Hall of Famer, Sa- Chipper Sandy Jones. Hook, Sandy Hook Truther, Chipper they Jones. They had the Hall of Famer at third base. Um... Javi Lopez. I mean, they had some. Don't forget ballers. the big cat. Don't forget the big cat. Andres Galarraga. Uh, Galarraga. Ryan Klesko was good. I remember Klesko. Uh, and they, uh, they, they don't, you know, we're not even talking about the pitching staff. Yeah, we haven't talked about the pitching staff. I mean, they also had Mark Wollers before he like lost his mind and went did, couldn't throw a strike. I mean, he was really damn good too. How do you only win one World Series, man? It's disgusting. Those Braves teams were disgusting. They annoyed the hell out of me. You the Crime Dog, Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff. We forgot, about, we forgot about the Crime Dog. They had the Crime Dog and the Big Cat. I mean, I, I, mean, I, know, no, I don't think it was at the same time. I thought they both played first base, but either way. They had Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz. Don't forget Kevin Millwood. Kevin Millwood was good, too. Yeah, Millwood was good, too. Just a complete disaster. Do you remember? But at least you acknowledge it. At least you acknowledge that your uh, Cardinals... Fandom is a farce. Do, okay, do you remember enough. when the Mets fans used to throw like batteries at Braves players? Well, I remember that they would always chant Larry. Yeah. At Chipper, and that uh, that's John Rocker got in his trouble because he had to ride the subway when they play <laughs> would play the Mets. Yeah. Man, those Mets Braves Those Mets Braves games were fun. Slim ask a uh, question for me: How dumb do I feel for even considering putting Kurt on my Family Feud team? I will say I don't feel dumb for it because my whole strategy of Family Feud was to get people from all walks of life. And, um, you know, I think Kurt brings some different perspectives to the table. 
or trying to relate to the common man. So I don't feel dumb. I didn't put him on my team. I considered it. I don't know if I put him on my final roster, but either way. T-Dub the fourth wants to know, Seth, what are your thoughts on California's plan to reduce child rape from a felony to a misdemeanor? Uh, my initial thoughts is that it's bad. It's by the same, it's by the state, same state senator whose name is Scott Weiner, I believe, who also introduced and got the bill passed that reduces the crime of um, unknowingly transmitting HIV to someone from a felony to a misdemeanor. So he's got these two bills. So if I understand this question correctly, the bill about the child rape, it has become a misdemeanor now. Uh, that's their plan. I don't know if they've okay, so, enacted okay, it. Okay, so the guy that's introducing this bill is the guy that introduced the bill that was passed that reduced the crime of knowingly, oh, I mean, of, of if you knew that you had HIV and you did not tell your partner, and okay, earlier you said unknowingly, Yes, I'm, right? so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, I was going to so, say unknowingly, I feel like that's it wasn't unknowingly. a sticky it was, situation, it but unknowingly. if it's knowingly, yeah, you still get attempted murder for that. So, it was a felony in California if you had HIV and you had unprotected sex with someone and did not tell them that was a felony. It is no longer a felony now. It is a misdemeanor if you have unprotected sex with someone while having HIV, and if they get HIV, you only get you only catch a misdemeanor. This is the same state senator. Okay, I like California's California is a wreck. I mean, they've had all these power outages because they literally cannot get power to the major to their citizens. They they cannot do it. They cannot get power to the majority of their citizens. And we're not talking about bad weather. I'm not talking about bad weather. I'm talking about scheduled power outages in California. It's a, it's a, I mean, it, it's not to mention the homeless problems. We've all seen the homeless problems in San Francisco um, with the phone app that tells you where there is human excrement lying on the street because it's such a problem. Um, imagine that. So, yeah, it's a rough city. It's a rough state. But, yeah. It's a bad bill. It's a bad bill. Overall, was the Terminator a good governor? I think so. I will say this. He's the last Republican that's ever going to win the governorship in that state, for sure. I've always just wondered whether or not he was good. I feel like everyone... I, I never heard anything you know, too bad about him. I was just curious. When I think of California politics, I still think of the of uh, the Terminator. Uh, Hank asked, if either one of us had to suit up for the Vols and attempt to help on the field, what position would you put yourself at? I mean, I think the best I could do, Seth, is be on the kickoff team and hang back and try to wait till like, close to the whistle and then blindside somebody and hope that they retaliate and get a 15-yard penalty. I think that's the best I could do, I mean, as far as helping the team. I think I could lay back, run up, hit somebody from the side near the whistle, and then flop if they retaliate and hope to draw 15 yards. That's the best I got. Anything you can do? Maybe, like, be the holder? No, I couldn't do that. Too much pressure. Okay. My hands aren't big enough. I couldn't do that. No way. No way. Couldn't do it. I know that's the easy answer, but I couldn't do it. You, I think I could long snap, though. I think I could snap the ball if I had to. It's uh, You being, like, the professional, like, baiter, just trying to bait people into uh, getting, a, getting a first foul. Like... Number 12 from A&M 2016, Bob says. I mean, I, I just feel like that's the, the best I could do. That's a good comparison, Bob. That dude we have, what sucked was ass. Was it Malik Foreman who did that against Florida, too, in 2016? Was it Malik Foreman who flopped immediately 
like drew a personal foul against Florida. I feel like I remember something like that happening. It was just like a real egregious flop. It might have been. I don't know. I probably wasn't in the stadium at that time. Oh, that's true. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, AJ asks, Seth, John, if the sun is hot, why is space so cold? That's a question from him and Logie. I would simply say that uh, when the sun's heat in the form of radiation falls on an object, the atoms that make up the object will start absorbing energy, right? So they start absorbing the energy. So uh, since there's no way to conduct heat, the temperatures of the objects in the space will remain the same for a long time. As you know, Seth, hot objects stay hot. Cold objects stay cold. It's that simple. That's what an easy question. There's also like no environment in space. It's a vacuum. There's, you know, yeah. They don't have the greenhouse effect in space, you dumbass. Jeez. Uh, Marwan asked, what's the worst way to tell someone you aren't interested in a date, and why is it God told me not to date? The worst? Is, is it the question the worst? Yeah, what's the worst way? And then I guess someone told him that God didn't want him to date. I, it seems like a specific example. So I, I guess uh, you know someone has said that uh, God doesn't want them to go out with, with him, which, man, that's tough to admit. Um, I think somebody just straight up telling you they don't like you and they don't want to date you would be worse than that. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you're just really into this girl and she's just like, I will be honest with you, I don't like you and I don't want to date you, like, period, point blank, I think that's worse than what he just got hit with. I think that's the best thing possible that you could be told. What he got told? Yeah, I think that's the best thing possible. It's not your fault, like you said. Like, hey, hey, me, it's the big guy. It allows you to save your face. It allows you to save your face. And, like, when Marwan... Who are you to, and, and, and from her perspective, who are, who are you going to be to argue exactly. with God? You it, know what I mean? From her perspective, it's perfect because you can't argue with that. But from my perspective, I'd be like, you know what? Okay, God it, doesn't want it. And, you know, is she lying? Maybe. But, but, but maybe, maybe, maybe God has somebody better for me in plan. That's the way I would exactly. look at it. When Marwan can't sleep tonight and he's thinking about it, worrying about it, he will be able to convince himself that what she said is true. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. I'm not going to say that it's not true. But, I'm going to say it's probably not true, but either way. But he will be able to convince himself tonight when he can't sleep that it's true. And that's, to me, what more can you ask for when you're having somebody end it with you? If she had just straight up said, look, I don't like you at all later Man, you're not going to sleep any tonight. I would say that uh, a wise man once said, Seth, uh, you can do two things. You can worry about it or pray about it. You can't do both. So you got to just uh, pray about it. Boom. You got to take a playbook. You got to take a, a play out of her book. Boom. I think that's the best way. Like you said, the worst way would be uh, would be that um, if they tell you you're not like boyfriend material, that'd be pretty bad too. Yeah, just be like, look, I don't like you at all. Like, to me, whew. Like, I like you, but you're not very serious. Like, I can't see me myself staying with you longer than a couple months. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I eventually want to get married and have kids, and I just, not with you. You know, you're kind of a, a loser. Yeah. That would be tough, I feel like. Yeah. That, that would be dating cool. is so stupid. That is one thing I've not enjoyed this year. Yeah, dating is dumb. I missed, I mean, I, I don't miss getting yelled at by my ex-girlfriend. But I do did miss I do miss not getting uh, not having to like go out and date. Dating sucks. Dating blows. Agreed. I'm not cute enough for the dating apps. You know I'm usually like better in person. Although like uh, I don't know I don't know I, I'm, my biological clock isn't ticking, Seth. But I feel like my my real clock is ticking. Like I, if I'm gonna have kids, I don't know if I want kids. But I'm like, hey, I don't want to have kids after like 35. You know what I mean? At least my first kid after 35. Yeah. I'm going to be able to like run around and do stuff. Yeah. 
Dating's so stupid. Yeah, it blows, man. Ladies, if you are listening and you are above a six and you're not too bossy, I feel like that's important. I don't want somebody bossy. Yeah. Feel free to hit me up. We'll see where it goes. I'm not picky. When I say like you have to be over a six, my scale is very low. Like I, I, I'm a fair, I'm a, I'm a nice grader. Mm-hmm. But again, I can't feel like you're being bossy. That's a turnoff. Preferably like at least twenty-seven, at least two. Anything okay, else? let's move on. Anything else? No, that's it. No, just if you're listening, just holler. Okay. We'll just see what's going on. Okay. No pressure. I mean, you know, you you basically already know me. That's true. Kind of. I mean, I'm pretty much who I am on the podcast in real life, for better or worse. For the best, for the better. Thanks, dude. Any other questions? Um. I mean, I know we got some, but like, what what, what were they? G-Man would like to know my thoughts on Jerry Falwell. Uh, I, I don't understand how you get to the point that you become a cuckold, like a literal cuckold. Like, I, I know that I that I like to like rag on Hank. But like, Hank has a beautiful girlfriend, and he's a beautiful young man. Where are you headed with this? But Jerry Falwell is an actual cuckold. Like, he let, he let the pool boy bang his wife in front of him. He just sat back and watched. The pool boy. The actual pool boy. Well, he was a pool man. I think he was older. He was like 20. He couldn't even drink. Sure? He couldn't even drink. Okay. I thought he was older for some reason. He is now. He became they, older. And as the as the as the relationship all? as the relationship carried on, like it carried on for a long time. They gave him money to like open up like a yeah, hostel or he something. He has like twenty five percent stake still in, in the business. Um you know, but yeah, he ought to be, uh, man, he ought to be beyond ashamed of what he was given and what he did with it is shameful. He, he obviously didn't want to be at liberty, I don't think. I mean, I think it was just something that, like, you know, he wanted to be able to have his life and get down the way he wants to get down. Yeah, I didn't realize he, he had had so much success in the real estate business. Yeah, he enjoyed the money. like he, And plus, like, yeah, he has his own money. It's just like he had to carry on the family tradition type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize and the family it. tradition shame you know the family uh, legacy shames him for being a cuckold. sitting at, sitting in the corner and jacking off while his wife has sex with the pool boy. That's frowned upon in Jerry's walks of life, and I, I just I'm you know I'm actually happy that now he's going to get to live free and do what he wants. Hey, you might disagree with it. That's fine, but good for him. Yeah, it'd be embarrassing, I think, but he's he, cool. He don't care. He's an actual cuck, man. He is. He is. And he's fine with it. Uh, BM, BMV says better season in football. Seven and three with three losses by 60 points or six and four with four losses by 12 points. I'm going to go with seven and three. Seven and three? Yeah, I can. I can, Yeah, I mean, that's two wins over over big time schools. But it's a, I guess, a combined 20, you know, average of 20 points against Georgia, Florida, and. Uh, Alabama, I guess, we'll yeah. be able to say. Yeah, I mean, that would suck. Don't get me wrong. That would suck. Actually, let me amend that. If I get to pick at least one of the schools that we beat, because I, I, I cannot, I couldn't, it would be tough to choose seven and three if the two teams that we beat are A&M and Auburn. And that yeah. means we just got hammered by the big three. But if we could beat one of the big three, then I think I'd take that. Uh, Chad Fields. VFL, 
uh, parentheses, double stripe pants, asks, if you could redo one movie franchise, what would it be and why include director and actor? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about actor. I mean, I've often said that the, you know, I really wish like the, the movie uh, in time with Justin Timberlake where like your time was your money. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know it's, I know it's on the nose. I wish like somebody better would have done it. Cause I think it was a cool concept, but when he asked this question, I don't really know the, the actor I want right now, but, um, I want the purge franchise. Okay. That's a good, that's a good directed by either Ari Aster. Do you know who that is? Uh, probably seeing their face. Ari Aster. He's a director. I doubt you see oh. his face, but he does. He did like uh, Hereditary and Midsummer, okay. like really okay. f- creepy, freaky horror movies. Like I think if you gave him the Purge concept, he could make it really scary and really good. Yeah. And I think it should be like a scary concept. Or you know, even then, like if not him, like I like the movie Ready or Not. I think those directors. Um, I don't even really know their name. Let me Google it right quick. Um, Matt Batilli, Open, and Tyler Gillett. They're doing the Scream movie, which I'm excited about. There's no They're doubt like, the the Purge movies could be done so much better. That's what I think. That's my answer. I'd like to see the Purge movies given like Good a answer. real horror feel. Endorse. That's my answer too. Thank you. Wow. Never get that to happen. Uh, Kanye Twitty asks, who would be the funniest person for Q to turn out to be? I have no idea. Mine would be Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. Just because I think Gilbert Gottfried's funny. <laughs> like, just like he's just the whole idea of him existing and talking just makes me laugh every time. He does have so a if he was voice. like running, if he was just running some big like uh, some internet, what do you even call them? Society at this point. I just think. Have you seen funny. these massive protests they've had in like European countries? I have not. Like, dude, they've been having massive protests in Germany and England, I believe. Like Europe, because America, for better or worse, America basically exports its culture across the world and so q has made its way across the pond and some of these western european countries have been having massive protests and like parades i guess you can call them uh q q themed stuff they've had several in germany actually germany's a bit of a weird country for being honest you just look at their history weird country i gotta be honest i didn't really i, I guess i never thought about q ex- extending outside of uh, america yeah it has. I mean, I guess it make I guess it makes sense, but I never really thought of it. Yeah, I mean, I think America exports all its uh, all its culture. You know, I mean, I think like there's been things in England. I saw where they were rena- renaming something in England after Rosa Parks, and it's kind of like, well, uh, why? You know, I mean, like this is England. Like England has its own people. To you know, a good or bad, like America exports its cultural values across the world in a way that really no other country has ever been able to. So yeah, Q has, Zach, Q, Q has reached Europe. Yeah. Q has reached Europe. I mean, I guess that makes sense obviously, but I, I just hadn't realized it. Uh, Zach asks, would you rather have the arms of a T-Rex or the neck of an ostrich? Neck of an ostrich. I think I go arms of, the t- of a T-Rex. Arms of a T-Rex, they, could they fit in my, could I like pick up something and like eventually get to my mouth or no? I guess it wouldn't reach your mouth, huh? I don't think so. That'd be tough. But I mean, if you have a neck of an ostrich, could you reach your mouth? That's also a good question. I mean, I don't know if I could reach my mouth with the neck of an ostrich right now. I mean, I don't have like a I, massive wingspan. Yeah, I gotta say, I gotta go, I still gotta go with the arms. Okay. I'll figure it out. Like you can get the extender arms, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people with no arms are able to do that. 
the neck, I mean, I feel like if your neck was that high, like the chances of you getting in an accident and slitting your throat just go way too high. That's true. It'd be, it would be difficult to shave. You would be exposed. I got to go with the arms. I'll figure it out. People live without arms. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a T-Rex arms could be worse. Like people live without arms. I, I guess there's people with really long necks, but not that I've seen. Not that big. No thanks. Great. Ask how we're doing. I'm doing good. How are you, Seth? You good? I'm great. I'm choosing joy. Every day's a gift. Every day's a gift, gentlemen and ladies. Bob asks, would you, oh, he already has a question. Man, we used a soccer question. Sorry, Bob. Uh, maybe save that one for later. Damn, Let's cuts. see. Well, we, we try to do, well, we need to do another, uh, we need to do another uh, uh, podcast uh, mailbag episode. We'll do one next week. Episode. Yeah, we need to do that. Uh, Tennessee asks, what is the best current meme format and why? I like this question. Um, What's your favorite meme format, Seth? I like the one that like compares like girls time traveling versus guys time traveling. That's a good. That's one. a pretty normie answer, but it's funny. Yeah. Well, okay. Go to hell. Last well, year you're gonna shit on women. Any, any chance you get to shit on women? No, it's not. It's not shitting on women. It's just pointing out the differences, the inherent natural biological differences. Oh, look, I am your grandmother. Between one sex and the other. What's your favorite current meme format, John? I like the dog. Buff dog and... That's a good one, too. Slumpy dog. I laugh every time I see that That's one. That one makes me one. laugh. That's a good one. That uh, that one's my favorite. It makes me laugh every time. Every time. Every single time. Um, and then my second favorite is probably... To be honest, I do like the time traveler one too, Seth. I was just giving you a hard time. Yeah, it's, it's but my second favorite one is the three meatheads and the boy, and they're giving him really profound uh, advice. Yes, another classic. Th- that one makes me laugh every time too. It's a good one. Let's see. Uh, Troy says on a question. Just want to say he loves us both. I love you Thank too, you, brother Troy. Troy. Give give the regards to uh, give my regards to your wife from Reed's Ranch, the podcast. Uh, Jay Tidwell asked, uh, who are the two Discord members you would least like to play in Jeopardy against? Um, Brother Will Warren. Mike Palmer. Mike Palmer is extremely smart. And he knows a ton of random things. They could probably play Jeopardy online, right? I would think so, yeah. Maybe we should get a game going on online. That would be fun. Maybe a little game night? We did, used to do that on the Zoom. You never joined for the game nights, but we used to do that during the early stages of the pandemic. I got on Zoom a lot during the early stages of the pandemic. Right, but not for you, you weren't there late enough for game night. No, no. Which reminds me, we need to either start Zooming again or I need to cancel this $20 subscription to Zoom. Every time it draws Ooh, out of my I, bank, I, I get... I, I, got, I, got, I have a fancy subscription to Zoom now. So every I, time I get it, I get mad as hell. So you have it now through work school or something, I guess yeah, I assume school. Yeah. We can also okay, use so teams. Why? We could also use teams, I would think. But yeah, you can, we cancel, can also cancel, use, cancel, cancel. Te- we can also use teams. What the hell does that mean? Well, Microsoft teams. Well, I don't, I don't know what that means. It's like their version of zoom. It's better. Squarveris Crouch wants to know what we'd do to have a one-night stand with Vanessa Hudgens. I won't answer that, but I'll just say that video. I've watched her dancing many times, and uh, I said it yesterday, but I'll say it again today. I hope she's having a good Wednesday. I hope she is, I hope too. she's having a good day. Wherever she's at, I hope she's having a good day. I hope day. everyone's having a good Wednesday, and I hope everyone chose joy. Life is what you make it, and every day's a gift. And that's why we call it the present. That's right. 
That's, I coined that phrase, by the way. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thanks. I made it up just on the spot. That's 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 really good. That's really that's really clever. Uh, your your NBA game is about to start. Time for us to go, Seth. I love you. I Talk love to you again next week. We will do a uh, we'll also do a mailbag episode next week as well. Yes, I love you too. Buddy. Later. All right, see you. Bye. I think I'm falling for you. I think I'm falling for you. If you don't call me, I'll jump off the roof. If you don't call me, I'll jump off the roof. Kennedy called me after school. I told her I wanna talk to you. Still can't believe that's how we met. That's one day I'll never forget. I think I'm falling for you. I think I'm falling for you. If you don't call me, I'll jump off the roof. If you don't call me, I'll jump off the roof. Hey, kiss my same mind, goodbye, I'm bonkers now. I'm crazy for your love, I do the most. Walking the street up to your mama's house, dirt roll with pink skies and rainbows. Jump up.